The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Colvic Darksy. I'm a half-orc cleric. I'm really into CrossFit and spreading my dark seed. Shakes. I am Melvin Hardy. I am a high elf wizard. Unfortunately, sometimes I turn people inside out. on the Very Good Adventuring Team. Let's head north. West. I thought northwest. Northwest. Dark, yeah. damp, and musky. Would stand at the mouth of the cave and shout, Hey, Umber Hulk. Hey, come out. Fuck Umber Hulks. <laughs> no Umber Hulks come oh. to your call. Oh. All right. Okay, well... Plan B. Should we sneak? Say if I feel we... like we should sneak. You want to sneak? Okay. And there you see, in the cave before you, a very large and very fearsome Umber Hulk. If you double finger guns, I think he runs the risk of, like, draining out all his vitality. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting it right in the interdimensional pooper. A mass of thick, sticky webbing at the point of my <laughs> choice. Why don't we just throw it in our disposable hole or whatever we got there? Well, that's using your dipstick. Oh, I brought shit. That's right, I forgot about the ass for tech. We haven't let him down. We have not done anything to let him down yet. There's no reason why he shouldn't trust us. So far. And as he's walking past, he kind of like slams him with his shoulder like the cool guy fuck you move. Ooh, he did that to Aegis? He did that to Aegis. Wow. And you you hear him grumble, thanks for the tip, Aegis. So, by the way, the super amazing adventure friends that you see climbing onto the stage consists of Lum Earthgrip, who is a human fighter. Rather large, rather big fellow. Think, uh, uh, think Conan the Barbarian, but with you know heavy armor on. Big spot that tip. Regin Cack, who is a druidic rock gnome. Uh, there is Crisis Oscar Lord, a high elf rogue, and Helga Eagle Chaser, who is a human ranger. And that is the very, or sorry, the super amazing adventure friends. And what was Cross Crossick? What was his deal? Crazus Oscar Lord is a high elf rogue. What happened to Lum? He just looks at you <laughs> and just says, "Fuck you, newbie." 
<laughs> you didn't uh, have a run-in with some, uh, something besides a... Uh... Umber Hulk. Oh, yeah, Umber Hulk, did you? I don't know what you're talking about. It's just like, he doesn't really... He doesn't appear to catch on to what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, he does say, I see you brought nothing either as well. I mean, al- also, you also have nothing. That- but uh-huh. as you're looking past him, you do see that Helga is kind of squinting at you guys. She's, uh, uh, in fact, she gives a little squint and kind of eyeballs each of you. Oh, she knows. She, she knows that it. you're pooping. But we sh- <laughs> <laughs> she- she'll never know. <laughs> Who cares? We want yeah. we want yeah. we want them to know and in fact we need to tell Aegis as well if he doesn't already know. That we're the alphas. Mm-hmm. That well So to speak. There's no reason to hide. I mean, I think that he would be pleased with us if he knew that we fucked with the amazing super friends. And so yeah, at this point I'm just gonna say, Well, hold on there and then I kinda just go to the crowd. We are the very good adventuring team. And then I'm just kinda gonna open up the portal and Probably at this point, Hask, one of you to help me pull up this umber hook, because I'm probably not going to be able to do it by myself. How... It is a 10-foot deep hole, so you're going to have to figure out some way to get this thing out. Do you have yeah. some sort of telekinesis? Wizard no. powers? This, Kovic, you're a half-orc, for crying out loud. True, what if we tip the hole upside down? Yeah, can we do that? you got to have a flat surface to like stick it to for the hole to activate. And, and we have all that other glass in there as well. Yeah, you'd fucking burn the town down if you... The <laughs> <laughs> okay. whole town's gathered around and we burn the whole town alive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Roscoe to, if we can, I can lower him down so he can tie a rope to it. And all right. And pull I know, it up. I know for sure that I'm not going to help you. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to say... Job, wizard. Yeah, I'm going to lazy, lazy ask bit. people of the crowd to participate and join I up. Down and there. so people get excited about this event. They're like, oh my god, yeah, let's pull it up. And so try to get people involved. Oh, you're getting the actual, you're getting the townsfolk involved. They're all going to pull on this rope? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the very good, good showmanship. Advent- we are the very good adventuring team. Look at what we have produced. So bold fucking move, right? You get the crowd involved. Roscoe hops down into the hole. You tie some of your hempen rope around to this giant Mm-hmm. Corpse of a beetle fucking thing. Smells like Umber Hulk shit down here. <laughs> <laughs> and something. you drag this corpse up out of there and mount it on the hook on the stage. And obviously it weighs very heavily on that side because there's nothing on the other end. Lum reaches into his pack and very irritatedly pulls out an alpha badger that's been killed and <laughs> sticks it on the other end of the hook. But I mean, that it weighs about, like, it's like the size of, I don't know what an alpha badger would be, like a medium <laughs> like, dog, I guess. Like, they got alpha badgers, like, in all of their crevices and everything. Like, <laughs> he just had, like, he just, like, found one in his ass crack, and he's just like, oh, God. You only well, have, not like weevils. I mean, I'd imagine they're, like, a bigger... <laughs> Lum, you only have one alpha badger? <laughs> oh. He, get, he gives you a super dirty look. <laughs> And then he does the thing where he, like, points at his eyes and then points at you <laughs> and stalks off to the other edge of the stage. So you guys, uh, so Aegis kind of, like, calms down the crowd and just, and just shouts out, The very clear winners here are the very good adventuring team. And the crowd just cheers and everybody fucking goes nuts. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Do they carry us on their backs and, like, buy us drinks? Yeah. Would you let them? No. <laughs> you wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? Because they'll steal my things. 
You mm. just steal it. They would like paranoid. to try. I mean, I guess you would. You like bring me to the bar <laughs> all lazily. Yeah. Apple juice. <laughs> bring me an apple juice. <laughs> apple juice. Are please. you pooping while they carry you? Yeah. <laughs> Melvin with a huge grin is carried across the crowd. A grin bigger than anyone can explain. Uh, Yay! Uh, you guys are carried across over to the very large spread of food and drink and a night of celebration and partying and festivities commences among Andon as everyone is united in the joy of the new, growing hometown favorite of the Very Good Adventuring team. I'm assuming we got paid our 2,000 gold? Yes, there is a large sack of gold as the purse for this, which is given to each of you. Or sorry, is given, uh, Kolvik, since you were the one that was bold and in front on this, uh, ages gave it to you, kind of held up your arm in celebration, like you won a boxing match. Give it to Melvin as our bookkeeper. All right, all right. <laughs> Just, it's probably, I mean, 2,000 gold is probably pretty heavy, right? That's a lot of gold. It's a fair amount, yeah. Just throw it in the super hole for now. Throw it in the portable hole, wrap that back up, and put it in your bag. Mm-hmm. We should make the portable hole like our money bin. Just like, fill it. Let's fucking Scrooge McDuck fill mm-hmm. that whole thing up. Yep. Well, since... Malfic doesn't have an end of his anus. Let's go ahead and just put it up his butt so he don't lose it. <laughs> then you'd have to go to the third dimension to retrieve your gold. My, my ass is going in there to together. another dimension. Like, you just put whatever don't. you want in there. Like, <laughs> no, no. A couch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to Ikea. We're going to bring Melvin. You're like the truck, like the, the poor guy that drives, buys a truck and everybody needs you to help him move. No, uh, no since I figured the portal was like a little bit farther up, so we could just go ahead and put that thing right behind it so it's not actually going. I, I just didn't want to carry around this thing and then lose it, and there's all our gold gone. Like, I got you, That I got was you. the whole <laughs> thought on that. It'll be safe in my ass. <laughs> A night of festivity and merriment goes on, and uh, and and the whole town is there, right? The everybody there, or everybody is there except for the very, the super amazing adventure friends. They kind of bow out because, well, it's a night of shame and disappointment for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little fear, maybe a little mistrust. They're not quite sure what's going on, but they just see that there's these new upstarts in town, and is, they give you some filthy, filthy looks as they walk away. Is Aegis in the festivities at all? At all? Aegis is there, and he's pleased with the outcome. So he doesn't... Does he know about our fake letter? He doesn't right now. He doesn't right now. Okay, I figured the the adventure team might talk to him or something, but the other super amazing whatevers. Super amazing fuck those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at this this point, he doesn't know, and go ahead and make an insight check. Insight. You guys can all make one. Tend to do an owl thing. I'm going to throw the Ooh. urine dice. Where's it? Here it is. Yeah, I kind of rotate who gets the urine dice. I did take the cum dice out of rotation, but because they're just too hard to see. Insight. Oh, awesome insight. Are you insightful, Mr. Clark? I am insightful. I clicked on it. All right. What'd you get there, Melvin? Uh, hold on. I'm checking my character sheet for any bot. Whoa. Whoa. Man, oh. another country heard from. It's like a grand showing for you tonight. Fierce. Come, coming out of your shell. <laughs> this is the unveiling episode of Colvic Dark Seeds Farts. I gotta say, with the new audio setup that you I've got rolling, that. I, it actually, 
Oh, shit. No, that one probably hasn't been released yet, but I think it's going to be in episode eight. There's actually a, a, one of your farts. I picked it up. It's audible, and it's and I left it in the episode. <laughs> uh, episode six is in there. That's the whole kick farter one. Yes, kick farter yeah. is amazing. So it's, it's yeah. in there. We heard it. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's It's in fucking yeah. kick farter. Yep. That's yep. right. Yep. Because I was bitching about how we didn't have butthole mics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that we're, g- <laughs> we're going to sell butthole mics. <laughs> Used butthole mics. Yeah. It is definitely the grossest episode we've done. It's really going to solidify our audience. It's going to polarize. Sorry. I got a a 10 here. All right. So a 10. um, Roscoe, you got a 7. And Kolvik, you got a 23. So Kolvik, you're the only one. God, I can't. What the fuck was I even making you roll for? I forgot. Um, I asked about Aegis knowing, and then if he talked to the other Super Adventure yes. asshole team. So, given the insight roll that you've got here, what I'm going to say is you you don't know the intentions of the Super Amazing Adventure friends at this point. It's not something that you have any insight into because you haven't really talked to them. But you can put yourself in their position enough to know that admitting that they were fooled probably isn't something that they're going to do. That's probably not something they're going to pass along to Aegis because it's not really in their favor yeah. to admit that. Okay. That's good to know. So, so it's probably good for Aegis to know. Yeah. Well, I, I want him to know that we're, we're pretty better. cunning and conniving. Mm-hmm. We're is... superior in every way. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you guys are going to go seek Aegis out in the crowd and, and talk to him about this? Mm-hmm. Well, for yep. that, I'm going to ask, where, where's Grace and all this? She's back at the shop. Perkins there and everything. Oh, no. Grace and I mean it's still fairly early. It's mm-hmm. it's gotten to be we're talking maybe seven o'clock by now. So they're Perkins and Grace. Okay. Perkins has brought Grace okay. uh, to the festivities. But the whole cool. scenario is around us. I'm kind of worried on who we leave alone and what places. Now that we're creating enemies in different places, so I just want to make sure nothing comes up. Well, these guys aren't our enemies. We just are better than them in every way. Anyway, Grace is there. Perkins is there. So you guys are gonna walk over to Aegis and you. As you're approaching him, he, he gives you, like, the cool guy head nod, you know, the, the, the backwards nod, and just says, well done. Pretty sure, uh, I was pretty sure you had fucked all that up, but you pulled it off. And then you <laughs> just, just fart, or... And then you break wind in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah. behind me. We, uh, I was just going to look at him. We had a plan. He nods. He's holding a drink. Takes a sip. So listen, uh, there's a reason they have that alpha badger. Yeah. We sent them a note addressed from you, and we sent them to an alpha badger cave. (laughs) Start laughing. Uh, So, (laughs) Melvin, I'm going to have you make a... Which role am I going to have you do? All of you do this as a persuasion roll. Uh, that would be a pretty massive 24. That's not a 24. 23. Your persuasion is minus one. I was just looking at your character sheet. Oh. What? Are you lying oh, to me? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Roscoe's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well played, hard meat. <laughs> but you've fallen into my trap, my DM trap, of using your character sheet. Uh, very well. It is 15. 15, however, is still enough. You can see there is a flicker of anger there for a moment. And... 
He says, In the future, I would prefer you didn't forge my name, but nice work, hard meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got his approval. <laughs> so bump knocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little fist bump. Blow it up. Can I blow it up with Aegis? Do you think you'd let me blow it up with you, him? Are, you hold out your hand to Aegis and he just looks at it and then looks at you and looks at your fist and looks at you. <laughs> He's has no fucking clue why you're holding your fist out at him. No, no worries, bro. No worries, bro. Well, <laughs> maybe next time. You just do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, blow, I blow it up myself. You blow it up yourself. <laughs> so he he approves of this gesture, and he he um, I can't think of anything useful to say here. But basically, you guys make small talk from there forward, just talking about you know the jobs that you guys have done, and you know the the state of the town, and who knows local politics, etc. Uh, and eventually, he is pulled away to other conversations, but. He gives you guys an approving nod as he walks away. Oh, Come on, right. that was pretty funny. Those guys showed up completely destroyed by <laughs> Alpha Badger. That was badgers. great. Yeah. And he only brought back one Alpha Badger. What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even clear out the fucking nest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the evening winds on. You guys make merry. And, you know, much like the other night when you had come back from your other adventure, you're, you're, really, you're really starting to make friends, except... Here's a big difference between that time and this time. People are buying you guys the drinks this time. Nice. Dilly dilly. Hey, what was the name? What was the name of the uh, uh, the other group? They what? What are they called? The Super Amazing Adventure Friends. Super. I, mean, I got it. Soft. Super Soft. Amazing Adventure Friends. Okay. Are the Super Amazing Adventure Friends anywhere to be found? They are not. They are Cowering. very much Cowering not in defeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much not enjoying this festivity. Are you with thinking you preemptive attack? Jesus, really? <laughs> what the fuck, man? A bunch of fucking murder hobos here. You guys are just dark as shit. Well, we haven't done anything murder hobo-ish yet. That's true. That's true. I mean, I mean it's not too late we're, to we're start. Talk- but... We're just talking amongst each other. You know? Do you think we could get so popular that we could just murder him in the middle of the street? Like Donald... Like Donald... <laughs> Donald McDuck. Yeah. <laughs> Good save. Good save. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we want to murder people in the street. That's not adventurous. It, it was murderous. It was hypothetical anyway. <laughs> For now. For now. Alright, so the adventure adventure, the excitement, the joy, the uplifting, all the rest of it winds on through the evening and eventually winds down. And you collect Perkins and Grace as the sun is setting. Town is going back to their homes and you've had a really great evening. It's another Awesome evening of victory for the very good adventuring team. Hey, how much was that house that was for sale? Way too 20, much. 20,000. 20,000? It's going to take us a long time. Yep. You are conveniently 2,000 closer to that. And hopefully this fucking ordeal here will get us more work. Yeah, that's very true. So you've had your night of merriment, you've had your night of celebration, you went back to the homestead, enjoyed a, enjoyed the evening, hanging out, going to bed, getting a good night's rest. So it's the following morning, and you're having a delightful breakfast. Perkins is shoveling pancakes onto Grace's plate, she's mm. delighted by that, and suddenly, everything around you goes dark. Like, the lights go out? Or what do we, what do we have for, like, lanterns? 
Or is there an eclipse? Is there what? An eclipse? No, I mean, it's like pitch black unconsciousness for all three of you. What? And as you come to, you look around, find yourself in a dimly lit room. It's a stone room. It's about 20 feet on a side. It's, it's a cube. What? It smells kind of musty, a little damp. It's, a, it's like a dark gray stone. And you're surrounded by bones and rusted weapons. The light seems to come from all around you, but nowhere in particular. As you gather yourselves and stand up, you notice that there's a door at the far end of this room from where you're standing. Is Perkins with us? Perkins is not with you. Grace is not with you. It is just the three of you. Everything went dark. (coughs) Only people in the room at that point. It's fucking Perkins. How do we know if we're not dreaming? You might be. We don't. Pinch me. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> pinch Melvin. Roll the pinch. What? Roll the pinch. Roll for pinching. Are you um, resisting this pinch at all? No, I'm gonna let him pinch me. Okay. If it's just a natural, it's nine. It's a nine, mm-hmm. right? All right, so that's a reasonable pinch, and you're pretty sure you've been pinched. Mm. Nothing changes. Mm. Roscoe, maybe you should pinch me. Okay. Are you roll the roll the pinch. Cockpice. That was also a nine, though. Fourteen. Fourteen. Ooh. You pinch him real good. It's going to leave a little bit of a welt. Do I twist a little? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if you're giving him a purple nurple here. Pinch but... <laughs> a nipple? Did you, I mean, is this a targeted pinch? No. Just on his forearm. Just pinch him in the forearm. Uh, you pinched him pretty good. You've received two decent pinches at this point, and you haven't woken up and nothing around you has changed. And now you slap both of us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a ladder appears from nowhere and you're spinning it around. <laughs> Alright. Um one of the people <clears throat> I'm actually gonna shout out Perkins and see if any any noises come out. You hear nothing but an echo of your own voice. Hmm. All right. I'm gonna go check out this door. The three of you start walking towards the other end of the room and you hear a voice. It's a woman's voice, it's deep and booming, and it comes from everywhere at once. And it says, I have brought you here to test you. Kill the innocents at the end, and I will let you leave. What? After the voice finishes echoing throughout the room, you hear the clatter of bones behind you, and you turn to find five skeletons have assembled themselves from the bones on the floor and armed themselves with rusty short swords. Oh, yeah, we probably should have looked around and see if there's any goddamn short swords or anything, huh? Yeah. Um, if we look around our surrounding area right now, do we have anything by us for weapons? Oh, you guys have all of your equipment and whatnot. Oh, okay. You're prepared adventurers. You, This is the lifestyle you lead. You're not some casual weekend fucking hipster putting on your bike shorts over your uh, tight jeans. That doesn't make any sense, but... <laughs> It works. It works. <laughs> it works. I like it. So we're going to go ahead and have you roll initiative. <laughs> nice. It actually wasn't that nice. Test your might. Do you think cat food smells good? No. 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 It smells fucking terrible. Do you? Not even a, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> no one's like, uh, d- d- yeah, it sucks. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Roscoe got a nine. Are you Colvick? talking like wet food or dry food? I can wet food. Wet food is okay. the worst smell. Yeah, ever. it is. Dry food, I can see where you're coming from, but wet food. Wet food? Why? It's Why? like canned vomit, like with some little liquid <laughs> squeezed out of it. Ugh. Uh, good. Uh, it makes a gross slurping noise when you slap it out of the can. You know what the best slurping food is? Is the like dinty more beef stew. That's the exact sound it makes. The slurp. Yep. And you can see like the congealed fat on top. Mm. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, Kolvik, what did you roll for initiative? 21. Melvin? Nine. Nine. Niner. I catch a niner in there. As the skeletons begin to advance towards you. Are we surrounded? No, you're on one end of the room and they're on the other end of the room. Oh. We should have saw this coming, guys. We should yeah. have. As the skeletons advance towards you, that same female voice booms out again and says, the skeletons have the way forward in their heads. So we're going to have to smash some skulls. That sounds pretty good. Are they innocent skeletons? Can we tell? Um, <laughs> I don't know. They, <laughs> they look pretty guilty. Pretty guilty, yeah. Okay. So like, not like you walked in on them on anything, but like they, they don't work. They <laughs> <laughs> weird to walk in on the skeleton masturbating. Click a click a click a click a click. What do you have a boner anyway? I couldn't resist making the worst joke maybe of the entire podcast. Kolvik. You are at the top of the order. There is a blue skeleton, a red skeleton, a green skeleton, a yellow skeleton, and a purple skeleton. Holy moly. What are these you guys? You should have changed the last skeleton to just, like, had a cod piece or something. <laughs> <laughs> Your wish is my command. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. What's the last one? The last one is cod piece. Oh. What's Oops. that cod piece covering up? His boner. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. See what I did there? <laughs> Callback. <laughs> did I ever tell you guys I had one of the worst? Back when I was still waiting tables, I had this table of like the douchiest locally famous TV dudes ever come into the restaurant. And at one point I'm over, I'm at the table, I'm, you know, like taking their order for more drinks or whatever after food. One of them had made some dumbass joke early in the meal. And then towards the end, he makes the same joke again. The joke itself is unimportant because it wasn't even fucking close to funny. But he just looks at me, gives me like the fucking finger gun point and says, in the industry, we call that a callback. And I just, <laughs> I just fucking sat there in stunned silence for a minute. Like, and I think he was like, he still doesn't get it. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> no idea. Anyway, so uh, another beer for you. And who was it? Can't even say. Was it Paul Douglas? No. In fact, it wasn't anybody of any, I mean, they weren't even like actors or talent, you know, they were like the best boy in key grip and like i mean just oh, no like behind the camera people that were trying to pretend they were all hot shit because they were part of like some local fucking tv station anyway in the business <laughs> so in front of you is a blue red green and yellow skeleton and a skeleton with a cod piece total of five skeletons they are in a line going from left to right in that order. And Kolvik, they're advancing towards you. They're about 15 feet away. Yeah, they are. And we're in this room. It's a big square. The room is, it's actually a cubic room, so it's 20 feet on all dimensions. All right, very good. All pretty mans in a row, Kolvik. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Um, what's these 
I was checking out the Destroy Undead with the the creature has a one half or lower for CR. CR is challenge rating. Okay. And skeletons have a one quarter challenge rating. So I could do this. And, this and is a thing you could do. I think this is a thing I want to do because I've developed this thing to kill undead instantaneously and I've been really excited to use it so I'm going to actually give a chuckle while holding my holy symbol and do a <laughs> fuck you kind of <laughs> prayer to this guy to this uh, skeleton right the fuck on man uh, what, so tell me what does this look like when you destroy undead you shouldn't swear though you should be like ha 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 fudge you goal <laughs> <laughs> of purity coming to light <laughs> you're right. I have, I, I'm only wearing a, a light gray. So. Yeah, you're only at 5%. You're right. <laughs> ah, fudge you. <laughs> a really light voice. <laughs> and then, <laughs> what's it look like? Yeah, is it, I mean, is there a spell description, or do you have some way that you want to describe it? No, it does not have one. So, if, so it, if it works, the, the skeleton is just... All the bones are just going to collapse on itself and kind of just fall apart into little shatters in front of the other people around them. Each joint that would be there just disintegrates. Okay, destroy undead. Starting at the fifth level, an undead of challenge rating one half or lower fails its saving throw against your turn undead feature. The creature is instantly destroyed. Uh-huh. So, what Bam. we're going to do then is can you, uh, can you put your turn undead in the chat? No. That's what I was looking for. Oh, I can find it. Turn undead. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer censuring the undead. Each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. The creature fails its saving throw. It is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. The creature must spend its turn trying to move away from you as it can. It can't... Oh, so it's each undead. It's not just one. Yeah, so each of them will make a saving throw. Uh, what is your... What's your uh, save? Your uh, What's 14. the number I gotta beat? Spell save uh, DC is 14. DC is 14, and skeletons have a wisdom of negative one. All right, so blue skeleton has failed. Uh, Red skeleton, sorry, I should do this individually. Blue skeleton has failed and is blown away, destroyed completely. Red skeleton succeeds on its saving throw. Green skeleton fails and is destroyed utterly. <laughs> Yellow skeleton succeeds and codpiece. Oh, come on, codpiece. Oh, codpiece succeeds as well. You have managed to utterly obliterate two of the skeletons, yet three remain and advance towards you. So I was hoping that things didn't just explode, they'd more like kind of crumble like so we can see inside their skulls. So nothing oh. inside their skulls kind of explode. Sure. So it they, is inside them. They turn to dust and crumble before you. They're still about 15 feet away though, so you don't really see anything in particular going on here. All right. But three of them are gone. Hail and well met, folks. It's episode 12 break time. I sure hate to bug you in the middle of all this excitement, but, well, it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't stop halfway through and beg you for things. First up is Patreon. It's just like Christmas. You care about somebody, but not enough to pick out a personal gift, so you just give them cash. 
Imagine we're your second favorite nephews. Like, all four of us are tied for second place in your favorite nephew list, so you're just going to drop us a few bucks and forget about it. It's that easy. Or maybe you want to help us out with just reaching new people. You can review us on iTunes. We love five-star reviews. We love your comments. We love your suggestions. And of course, there's all the social medias. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Tumblr. We even have MySpace, for crying out loud. We have Instagram, too, but uh, we're just a bunch of regular-looking dudes, and none of us can draw, so there's nothing there. Don't bother. Links to all of these things can be found at our website, thevgat.com. T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. You don't even have to go past the first page. Most of it's right there on the front. All right. Begging aside, today I am grateful for the number of folks who've given us a chance and have stuck with us for all these episodes. We just passed the 1,000 download mark after the turn of the new year. I know some of the more well-known podcasts and streams and whatnot get that in an hour, but for us, it's a pretty big deal. None of us are famous for anything. We aren't media personalities. It's just a bunch of amateurs trying to make something you'll like. To see we've had that many people tune in and listen is far beyond what I expected to achieve by this point. We're not pretty enough to rival the big shows, but we're hopeful that you'll keep enjoying what we do. That's all for this week. Back to the episode. Colvick, since you are out in front as per usual, Codpiece is going to advance upon you and is going to attack you with his short sword. With his codpiece? He's thrusting his codpiece at you. <laughs> his short sword? His codpiece thrusts past you unsuccessfully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Codpiece is thrusting in the direction of the problem. Nice. Red Skeleton, same deal. He's going to short sword at you. 20, I'm guessing, is going to be a hit. Yeah, it is. Versus the six that Codpiece got. Uh, that is going to be six piercing damage for you, Kolvik. Yowch. Melvin, it is your turn. Red Skeleton, Yellow Skeleton, and Codpiece remain standing. I fling firebolts at Yellow Skeleton. 23 is a successful hit on Yellow Skeleton, and that's 10 damage. Yellow Skeleton is definitely bloodied. Darn near wrecked. You just get the one of those? I think so, yeah. Okay. Roscoe, over to you. Alright. I'm gonna take a swipe at Codpiece with my short sword. 13 is enough to hit. For eight. Eight piercing damage on Codpiece. Rattle your your short sword around in his ribs, messing him <laughs> up pretty good. Ding 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 ding. Yellow skeleton is going to slash away. Or poke away, I guess. This is piercing damage. At Melvin. Melvin, is 19 going to hit your AC? I fucking know it hits your AC. I just asked out of courtesy. <laughs> That's going to be eight piercing damage for you from this yellow skeleton. And Kolvik, it is back to you at the top of the order. Bummer. And there is two left. There is three left. Red, yellow, and three left. Yeah, we didn't kill it. There. It was just bloodied. All right. Well, with these guys around us, I enjoyed the first uh, action, so I'm going to do it again and turn undead. Play it again. All right. Play it again. Red Skeleton. Red Skeleton fails, crumbling to dust before you. Fudge you. Fudge you. Uh, what was your DC again? Uh, 14. 14. 
that is going to be a failure for Yellow Skeleton. You've just been fucked. Crumbles to dust. <laughs> you start oh, saying really, really, really stupid things. <laughs> All right, that that that's your saying. Like, you've that's been, your motto. We just found it. You've been My, fudged. <laughs> you've been fudged. <laughs> you've just <laughs> you've just been fudged. Last but not least, codpiece. All that remains of codpiece is the codpiece as he crumbles to dust. <laughs> rumbling away in the distance you hear thunder all right so you guys have exited combat you have destroyed all of these skeletons they have all crumbled to dust from this turn undead that has turned into destroy undead and you now stand in a room that is uh exactly like the description i gave earlier except there's now uh, a bunch of dust on the ground in front of you in varying places so i feel like we're in the we, we've been kidnapped by a, it seems like a god of some sort. Yeah. Am I getting, that's what, that's what I feel like. We've. Okay. I feel like we've been transported. There's a god somewhere involved here. Do I feel the uh, divine presence or anything like that at all? Hmm. I'll have you roll Arcana. Uh, this one I'm, I am kind of good at. So that would be 15. 15. So you can definitely feel a very strong and powerful presence here. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily define it as magical versus godly versus anything else. Mm. Um, but your intuition is pointing you towards, yeah, some godly powers going on. To be plucked from your breakfast table and taken here, you're feeling that direction. Nice. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> I'm going to pick up the cod piece and hand it to Melvin. Here. <laughs> Need this? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established it's canon that that uh, Roscoe and Melvin, well, Roscoe at least does not accept un, uh, clothing from the dead. No. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it does not match the Crocs. So yeah, does the cut piece match the Crocs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm curious. I know we had received some background on the world. Very early on, um, I'm guessing there's only so many gods that could potentially be female. Uh, half of the gods are female. Half mm-hmm. of the gods, okay. What if I curse this one out? <laughs> For real, dude? Okay. It might help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would I there's be only able one to tell know, if it was Hiaya a little bit better, since that is kind of my divine god? You, I'll have you roll insight for that. Because I have not met, I've only... You've neither met nor spoken to Haya. Nope. Is it insight? Oh, 22. Damn, you are really insightful. Yeah. And you can definitively tell that this is not Haya. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can just get disappointed. <laughs> uh, hi- oh, man. All right, what do you guys do? Well, he inside... So I want to look through the dust and see if we can find anything inside the skulls. Yeah. As you move towards the skulls, you see, uh, you brush aside some of the bone dust then and debris that's here. And you see these little stone plaques, plates. I'm not sure what the right word would be. It's about two inch by two inch, maybe half inch deep, light gray stone. And each of them... Because you go around, and once you find the first one, it's pretty obvious you should go look through the rest. You see there are a total of five, one from each skull. And there are letters on each of them in black ink. And you see the letters A, H, T, 
E, and D. Okay. We should probably just throw these away. They're not really worth anything. Yeah. It's not like they spell out death if we rearrange them. Yeah. Anyway, we should just leave these where they're at and carry on. Yeah, clearly not important to anything related to the quest or future progress. Mm -mm. I think we should find like a hole to throw them down. <laughs> Skipping stones? Like a, like a hole to another dimension? Or... Oh, what if we hide in our portable hole? <gasps> That's a good idea. Then if what? you hide in your portable hole, or if you hide the... Oh, okay. <laughs> Just, I'm hey afraid. Guys, hey, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to go in the hole for a while. Let me know how everything turns out, okay? <laughs> Get your own little crying hut down there. So let's look around the room. Is there any place to put these tiles? You happen to notice that the doorway, which you were moving your way towards as these skeletons appeared, happens to have five spaces that will fit these tiles perfectly. Or sorry, I should say the door. It is. It's not a doorway. It's a. It's a door with no visible handle or anything else. Just these uh, spaces. All right. Mm -hmm. So there's two words that jump out at me here: hated or death. Probably death, eh? Seems to be the most likely. It doesn't seem very promising, though. Do we want to go through a door marked death? Which well, we don't really have any other way. We could hide in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Just hide in the hole. Pick <laughs> him up, guys. All right, we put them up there as D E A T H. That's what you guys are doing. Um, I guess. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to freak you out. Like, is that your final answer or anything? I'm just asking. It is. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Yeah, we're just gonna put it in there. Right on. I just keep thinking of Ghostbusters. Death is. Does it. What does he say? Vigo. Where he's like, death is but a door. Time is but a window. I'll be back. There are no windows in this room, but there is a door, and a door that now slides open as you put the H in as the final letter. Very nice. And there is an entryway to the room before you. Let's do that. And there is a room in front of you. What would you like to do? Hmm. Good thing. What if I sneak ahead? All right, yeah, I'm going to sneak ahead. Good idea. Good idea, yeah. You sneak your way into the room. This room is about a 40-foot cube made of a similar material as the last room. That dank and musty smell. The air is a little moist. So do those stones, do they come out again of the doorway or are they just kind of imprinted in that door now? Uh, they settled in and the door actually like slid into the floor. Okay, gotcha. So I'm looking around the room, sneaky like... You're all sneaky looking around the room. Let's have, let's have you make a stealth roll. 27. That's a hell of a stealth roll. You're yeah, stealthy is. as fuck. And then I'll have you make a perception roll. <laughs> not as good. Two is not great for a perception roll. Uh, you can see... Your feet while you're walking? <laughs> the one thing that you notice about this room is that there is not the bones and weapons and piles on the floor. You look around, and it's it's still fairly dimly lit, although you guys all have dark vision like crazy, but uh, you don't really notice anything special about this room, uh, aside from the lack of bones and weapons, and you do see what you believe to be a door at the far end, about 40 feet from you. Hmm. I don't trust that. You don't trust the other side of the room having a door? Well, um, that there's nothing, I mean, something that we can't see in between here and the other side of the door side of the room. Can I, I would like to shoot an arrow at the door. Do you think that's a good idea? Why not? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna shoot an arrow at the door. You shoot an arrow at the door across the room. 
you're it's a stationary object. I'm not gonna make you roll for that or anything. And it hits it. Nothing makes remarkable. A, makes a loud clattering and then a uh, like this you know this the sound of wood clattering as it hits the floor. And I'll have you make another perception roll. Thirteen. Thirteen. And I'm also going to make a roll. Uh, you hear the faint huff of a breath from something very large above you. Uh-oh. And you look up and you can see hanging from a perch a dragon. Oh, so this is a tall. And it sees you at the same time. As you notice this, and as it notices you, it releases the thing that it was hanging from and slams down, booming to the floor, and it shakes the floor as it lands. All the while that is dropping in the air, Melvin and Kolvik, you guys feel essentially like a hand at your back shoving you into the room with Roscoe, and then the door slams closed behind you. That's rude. Yeah, it is rude, isn't it? Soup's rude. Open the hall. And there you are in a room with a gigantic... I shouldn't even say gigantic. With a, to be technical, young bronze dragon. And I will have each of you roll again for initiative. Dang. Dang. Yeah. This is not good. No. No, no. Said no. No, no. Oops. I missed... I misspelled your name. You're in the turn order as Melving. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there? Melvin is I'm Melving. Melving so hard right now. <laughs> Leave me alone, Melving. <laughs> Go away, Melving. <laughs> Roscoe, what did you get? I got a four. Melving. <laughs> I got a three. <laughs> Golovic? I got a five. What the fuck? And the dragon got a four. <laughs> so, again, how big is our hole, our portal hole? The hole itself is a, think of a cylinder. Yeah. Um, the surface area of just the cloth piece is about a six foot diameter. Okay. When you lay it flat against the surface, a six foot. it becomes a ten foot cylinder or tube or hole okay. from that point. Okay. Guess it is my Kolvik, you are yeah, you are first up here. Oh, How would you like to proceed? Are we very knowledgeable about dragons? Reasonably so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you I know mean that? you 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 would know what the average person would know. Is there a thing you would like to know or see if you know? They breathe fire, correct? As dragons are wont to do. Every dragon has a different type of breath weapon. A brass dragon does in fact have fire as its breath weapon. It also has in fact, you know that much but I'll have you make a nature check if you want to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Nine. Nine. You know nine else about it. <laughs> That's right up there with Boner from earlier, man. I'm- Oh really God. on a roll tonight, guys. Hey-o. Roll 20, you might say. Ooh. Ouch. Thanks for <laughs> coming down to my level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Kolvik, what are you going to do about this um, dragon? This dragon, and it is, it's it's not happy to see you. It's not friendly. It's not reasonable. Nope. I'm going to cast Bless on all of us to give us some sort of advantage. Y'all blessed. Y'all blessed. 
So Blessed is going to give you a D4 additional roll that you can add to an attack roll or a saving throw. And that might come in handy with saving throws with this guy. And then, man, there's not a whole lot we can do. We're in a damn cube with the dragon. So, a 40-foot cube. Big as the dragon? Tight in this room. Yeah. You say he, He's taken up uh, about a third of the room. Oof. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going to... Quarter or a third, I guess I should say. Attempt to go along the the right side of the room and down, so we're kind of splitting off from the main group, so maybe he would look that direction, or if he doesn't, I'm at least out of a wave of a flame. All right. So you've just moved position? I did move positions. You can probably show it. So, like, for yeah. us, audience, and for us in game, if you look at your roll 20, you can see where... I'm trying to position myself here. So you're on the dragon's left side now. Cole, uh, sorry, Roscoe, up to you. Um, I'm going to take a shot at this stupid dragon with my bow, because I don't know what else to do. And I missed. You, this gigantic thing <laughs> that occupies the majority of the room, you're just shaking in your boots, and you totally miss. <laughs> yeah, that was a... That was a double <laughs> critical fail. <laughs> I'm going to have you roll a d20. 12. 12, all right. So your arrow does not hit Kolvik. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to move or do anything else? Um, No, I don't really see a point at the moment. All right. The young brass dragon. It's up to him to go. He is going to get his character sheet open. Boy, he's really heavily muscled. And we're just going to say one, two, three, four, five, six. Melvin, you see this terrifying, huge bronze dragon make eye contact with you, suck in a deep breath, and exhale a gigantic line of fire in your direction. I'm going to have you make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, guys. That's not looking good, guys. You can add four to it. Yeah. Oh, I can add four? So that's a total of ten. Total of ten is not going to be enough. Oh, no. Oh, you can roll another d4, so I guess that didn't really... Oh, gotcha. Not necessarily. What? Melvin, you are going to take 40 points of fire (laughs) damage. (laughs) What the... Uh, Well, lucky for me, I'm dead. At least it's over. Yep. You're unconscious, actually. You're not dead yet. Or actually, what are your hit points? What's your total? Uh, 30. 30? Okay. So if you'd have taken... What would that have been? If you'd have taken, like, 55, you would have been dead instantly, but that's not enough to kill you. All right. So Melvin is down, and Melvin, now that it is your turn, you are going to make a death save. So what you do is roll a d20, and on a up to 10, it's a fail. On a 11 or above, it's a success. If you make three failures, then you die. If you make three successes, then you stabilize. That's a 20. 20. Natural uh, 20. A natural 20 is, I don't know if this is actually in the rules, but I like playing a natural 20 as you are stable. So you are not going to die at this point. You're still at uh, zero hit points. You're still unconscious. Uh, it was pretty traumatic to go through that, but you're not dead. It would suck to die yeah. from a big bolt of fire coming right at you. So yeah. at this point, could we heal him, or would that 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can just Yeah, you're going to want to heal him at some point. Eh, I mean, I, I'm going to say that the worst part at this point <laughs> would have been replacing a cast member, but, I mean, you know, if we you're can. gone, I mean, fuck you, right? Oh, right. right. I'll haunt you from the third dimension. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so Melving is stable. Kolvik, it is back to you. Uh, quick, get this dragon up Melvin's asshole. <laughs> Everybody get into his ass. <laughs> oh, no. God. <laughs> I just pictured you guys diving from across the room. <laughs> Uh, Kolvik, Kolvik, tell me what you're going to do about this gigantic brass fucking dragon in this room. I'm going to... And you saw this happen, by the way. You saw a jet of flame come out of this dragon and engulf Melvin. Uh, yeah, engulf Melvin. I, I did see that. That was so very terrifying. After that, I think of my teammates and how much I really care for them. I'm just kidding. I don't think of that. But... <laughs> I'm going to do a channel divinity on um, Melvin from where I'm at. Okay. So I can invoke a healing energy that can restore a number of hit points equal to five times my clerical level. So. But no more than half, right? No more than half, so he can get up to 15. All right. And uh, that's that's a something you can do at range, right? That's correct. Excellent. Uh, right. So... Melvin, you are restored to consciousness and 15 hit points. And I'm actually going to try to run over um, behind the dragon at this point towards his tail and kind of actually latch onto his tail. Okay. Latch onto it with what? Like you're grabbing onto I'm it? I'm going to grab on, kind of like... Start. All right. Bold move, Kolvik. Let's see if it pays off. My thought process, I mean, can't really talk about thought process on a table talk. Could yeah, we? That's all right. You can table talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my thought process is one, he'll be distracted from shooting firebolts. Another, oh, yeah. Roscoe can actually get in there and use your uh, rogue attack. Because right now all you can really do is shoot bows and hit once. And now you will have advantage. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, it is up to Roscoe. And you do have advantage because you are now flanking this young brass dragon. Who has the hole? Portable hole. I don't know that that was ever actually established, but based on what we've talked about most recently, I would suggest Kolvik has it. I'm open to interpretation, though. I, I mean, I, I was given the money, so I don't really know if that meant I Is was... the money in the hole? That's where we wanted to put it. Do dragons like money? I, I think... suppose we're getting into the weeds here. Do you know if dragons like money? From what I know All of dragons... dragons love hoarding wealth. Would it pay this dragon off? <laughs> no. I want to open it, have him see the money, stick his head in there, and then explode all the cleaning fluid in it. Damn. But, as it is, I'll, uh... Yeah, let's say somebody's halfway in the hole, and then somebody, like, yanks the hole. Like, what happens then? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about decapitating the dragon by, like, closing dimensions? That's what I... That's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. So, here's how a hole or portal to an extra-dimensional space works, which is exactly what you have here. When you lay this cloth flat it essentially calls forth this portal to this extra dimensional space which is the interior of the portable hole as soon as you lift it up mm -hmm. and i haven't defined like very precise measurements here but as soon as you lift it up off of that surface the extra dimensional portal ceases to exist so yes whatever is crossing that line will be severed all right so i don't know who has it though 
All right, so what I'm going to have you do, so at this point, I'm going to say it's very definitive that Roscoe does not have it. I'm yeah. going to have each of you two roll a d20. I Olvik think I'd rather have 16. 14. All right, so you've got it at the 16. Because you're closer to him. You're right by him, And actually. all these thoughts are in my head, so I have to make my way to Melvin or shout this plan at him. Well, no, Melvin's down, and you're right by him. You oh. didn't move, and neither did he. Well, Melvin right now, so he's, like, maybe a couple feet off to your left, let's say, mm-hmm. and he just got, like, fucking practically burned to a crisp and is laying prone on the ground, is just now, like, regaining consciousness and is about to get up. All right. So uh, I'm right next to him, so I'm going to whisper the plan to him, and then can I then t- make my attack? Yeah? Uh, You know what? I'm going to have you make a... Rather than actually roll, tell me how you could tell him... About the dragon. Let me, l- let me step back. A turn in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons lasts approximately 6 seconds. Right. And that includes all of your movement, all of your action, all of your attack, etc. So if you can tell me how you could explain all of that to Melvin in 3 seconds or less, I'll let you make an attack. Huh. I can't do that. I'm just going to make my attack. Goddamn coward. Anyway, it was my idea. Anyway, I had the idea of decapitating them into the hole. So that's true. Whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Right, so you can mm-hmm. make your attack, and you are—you do have advantage. So I'm making a sneak attack with my bow. Sneak attack with the bow. Twenty-one is definitely a hit. I'm five plus an extra three d six. I need a, another d six. Man, that's a powerful fucking thing. It is. It really, really is. So another seven. All right, so a total of 12 damage to the young brass dragon. And then I would like to use my uncanny dodge to hopefully, I don't know, do I want to get its attention and kind of keep it away from you? Yeah, I think I do. Well, Kolvik's already got its attention by grabbing its tail on the other side. Okay, so I'll just stick by Melvin. The young brass dragon is going to turn tail and here's what we're going to do. You are going to make a dexterity save. That is not good, folks. What do I see? A four over there? You see a four, six, um, and then an extra d4. Oh, you're adding your d4. Perfect. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Regrettably, what you were contesting here was the young brass dragon's strength, and he got an 18. He is able to pull his tail away from you, and then I'm going to have you make a dexterity saving throw to stay on your feet as this happens. Eight, ten. Ten is just enough. You maintain uprightedness, but the brass dragon whirls around upon you, and he is going to make... Do a bite and two claw attacks. 19 must hit you. Yep. For the bite, it's going to be 19 piercing damage. Dang. Oh, a crit with the claw, that's going to be 17 damage. That's, that's, yeah, 19 and a 17. What is that, 36? Yeah, that's, I'm down already. 36? You've got to have more than 36 hit points. I was hurt from last time. Oh, that's true. I I was down to 31. All right, so you are now down and unconscious.
Episode 12, Breakfast Interrupted, was released on January 21st, 2018. Join us again next week for another episode of The Very Good Adventuring Team, 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 team.